All right, let's talk about what's going on in our workplaces, because I wouldn't blame you if you thought, you know, there seems to be a lot of unhappy people in the workplace right now. We are hearing about more labor strife, more negotiations that are perhaps contentious, more workplaces that are considering unionizing. So we wanted to talk about that issue. Our contributor Scott Schantz is with us now for more on that. You've been diving into this. Yeah, it's not just me, right? It does feel like there are people striking, you know, everywhere we turn, whether it's government workers or airline workers or nurses. And I support people's right, you know, to strike. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it, it feels like it's happening around us quite a bit. Now, I've never been in a labor union. I remember I worked at McDonald's when I was 16, and there was talk of that McDonald's unionizing and my dad telling me, you don't want to join a union. You know, like I remember what your dad sounds like a little bit. (laughs) He's probably, you know, like that's not impressed. But uh, that was my first understanding of unions, you know, and I don't know anyone who's been in a union. It hasn't really been a a whole thing in my life. But now I feel like we're starting to see it more and more and more. And then, of course, you tie in like this, like, like we're talking about people unsatisfied with their job, people who are going to university and can't afford a, a home in Vancouver, can't even afford groceries. There's so much that ties into this. So I got in touch with Dr. Kendra Strauss. She's the head of the Labor Studies Department at SFU to try to dig a little bit deeper here. And I asked her, like, basically straight up, like, are we seeing more strikes and more labor unrest? It's a really good question because I I, I don't know that we have empirical data yet to show that the the number of workers striking has been going up because when we have large scale strikes, they tend to be in the public sector because the public sector is more heavily unionized by far than the private sector is these days in Canada. But obviously with the big uh, federal worker strike, you know, that is now resolved, but that was a very significant number of workers. But we've also had some sort of iconic strikes um, with smaller companies in the private sector. I think part of it is higher numbers of workers striking than probably in the last decade. But it's also that they're, they've been quite high profile. And so, you know, when uh, when workers try and unionize a branch of Starbucks, for example, we tend to hear about it, even though the absolute number of workers involved is very small. Another thing that's been talked about a lot is cost of living in our country. Uh, people who have a lot of money seem to be getting richer, and people who don't seem to be having a harder and harder time. It's been called uh, sort of the disappearing of the middle class. I asked Dr. Strauss if she felt like that was connected to the lack of unions in our country. Yeah, I mean, I think the, histor- the, the historical and empirical evidence would suggest yes, because you look at wage data from Statistics Canada, unionized workers uh, as a whole tend to have not only better pay, but I think crucially they have, they tend to have better conditions and benefits, you know, access to extended health care and dental care, um, access to a pension. And those kinds of occupational benefits have been really crucial to the middle class, right? To to ensuring that people have adequate income um, and an adequate standard of living over the life course. So as union density has declined, especially in the private sector, we have smaller and smaller numbers of people who have access to some of those benefits that have allowed people to save for retirement, you know, to to save for things like a house because they don't have to pay for things out of pocket. 
So it's 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 both wages and it's access to other occupational benefits. I think inflation is one of the things that's driving renewed kind of union um, activism. It's certainly driving, you know, the the desire for younger workers to unionize because they look at the world that they live in. They can't afford a house. You know, they don't have a permanent job. And I think that feeling of a job as being a ticket to that middle class lifestyle just doesn't feel true for larger and larger numbers of workers. So what happens now? Are unions and labor action the way forward for people who are striving to be in that middle class? Are we going to see more strikes? Are we going to see more businesses pushing towards unionization? What does the future look like for labor unrest in Canada? Wow, if I had the answer to that... (laughs) But, uh, But I think we are seeing some indications. I mean, I think... One thing is that we're seeing social movements that are challenging unions to do things better and differently. So I think if we look at things like the Fight for 15 movement in the US and in Canada, which has been you know, really coupled with um, movements for racial justice, so the connection between Black Lives Matter and the Fight for 15, you know, those movements are really challenging unions to do a better job of organizing hard to organize workers. So fast food workers, retail workers, young workers across the economy, and to not just focus on those traditional core sectors. So I think if unions can step up and do that, the the difficulty is, you know, and we see this with unions that have successfully organized, you know, Starbucks and Amazon, getting that first collective agreement in a context where employers are often highly hostile to unions is really difficult. So I think workers are going to have to see the benefit of organizing for union activity to continue to increase. And that's going to be a challenge. Absolutely. I think at this point, it's a bit of an open question. The other thing is, if we move into a recession, recessions are hard for organized labor, right? Because it's a time in which there's wage suppression. So, um, you know, but long term, I think we may continue to see an increase in in worker militancy because there's no indication that inflation is going to abate. The housing crisis is not (laughs) being resolved. So all of those structural factors are going to continue to be there. Dr. Kendra Strauss from the Labor Studies Department at uh, SFU. Uh, Fight the power, Simi. Fight the power. Right. Sometimes it's very challenging to do, though. Right. Like Certainly. We're, what we're in right now is something like we've never seen before. Absolutely. But the idea is there, I suppose. But some insight into what's been going on in uh, the labor market there. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Scott, thank you very much for that.